Hey, everybody, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you by Frontline Gaming. Uh, we're your hosts. Let me see if I get this right. Kicker, the, the chief of serial and FLG insider, Shelby, the hobby guru and most delightful player in 40K, and I'm Seth, the Mad Doc, uh, your competitive correspondent. Hey, everyone, how you been doing? Hey, Seth. Hey, Shelby. How you guys doing? I, good, I, good. I, I mean... A lot happening on, right, guys? Like a lot of exciting stuff is going down. Um, I'm loading up the van to go to Lone Star Open in like two, three days, so I'm like packing up, getting my minis because I want to try to get a game in, even though I'm working. I'm going to still try and play, but uh, and packing all the cereal. Overpowered minis. I mean, personally, I can't think of anything really cool that's happened at all. Oh, nothing. I, I can't think of any releases, no. tournaments. It's a really boring week. Boring. What has everyone been up to outside of 40k? How's life been, Shelby? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I have been working on my now extremely purple <laughs> Lord of Change. Um, Lord of Purple. Lord of Purple. He is super Lord of Purple. I, I, I struggled to figure out what color scheme to go with. And that's where we landed. So uh, slowly but surely worked through that. Um, trying to keep up with our little local Escalation League turns out running like any semblance of any sort of organized play is very difficult, but also super fun and rewarding. Um, and there's a Magic the Gathering uh card set coming out this weekend that's D themed what? uh and so i'm that's super super stoked cool. about that um, they, are they doing a 40k one down the line yes yes they're doing they like some themed cards okay. so previously they've done like a like a godzilla themed one where they released like 13 or 14 special art cards and i think that's kind of what they're doing for 40k <laughs> uh, nice hey seth what's happening with you i'm sure you're slightly excited just like oh my god, so many new work rules. Every day is a new set of work rules and models, and I'm so excited. I'm going to be so poor. Uh, <laughs> I've literally been like, hey, honey, this is my birthday. Just don't worry about any of that stuff. And, 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 <laughs> and by Christmas. the way, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to buy all this. Um, but I did actually go to an RTT, and I took the Stompa out, and the uh, Stompa did good. It won the RTT. Dude, nice. you won. Yeah, a little Stompa. A little Stompa nice. that could. Nice, So, man. speaking of, Kicker, why don't you take us into some of the uh, industry news? All right, guys. Um, well, as we all know, and I'm sure every podcast is talking about orcs, 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 and more orcs. Yes, that's exciting. Um, the Beast Snag a Box is up for pre-order this Saturday, but sadly, most stores are only going to get four boxes uh, per store. That's unfortunately very low um, allocations. This The standalone kits, though, should be uh, coming out shortly after the release, but no date has been confirmed yet. But they promise they will come soon, which is kind of like rough, right? Because the only way you can get the codex right now is in this Beast snag a box and if you don't get it then you're gonna have to wait at least a few weeks so that's kind of rough um i personally have been you know scouring the the world asking my friends and friends of friends and friends and friends of friends and cousins and relatives to try and uh see if they can find me a box as soon as it gets pre uh released because i am desperate for one your cousins um, are like what are you talking about buddy <laughs> you know, i don't even play that game you like my, play that? my grandmother's like what is that <laughs> what is a beast snagger but uh I, I, you know uh also not or related but gray knight castilian crow am i saying that right i, I don't play gray yeah, knight crow? Sure. Crow. yeah crow. well he he's finally coming out with an updated mini which is it's about time he's been a beloved character although i don't know how to pronounce his name i didn't know it was crow i thought it was like a little bit more you know a fancier of a name than crow am i are you sure that's the name <laughs> Yes, sure it's, pretty right. it's, it's like a title. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. Look, cool. Look, how, how do you? What do you want? It's the forty-first millennium. Eventually, they're going to get lame names. <laughs> I will say, like, they, they posted a picture of his old model versus this new model, and it is like night and day difference. Super cool, dude. And, and GW also just had to like really like level up and actually incorporate some pretty cool effects into his sword. So it's not just a sword; it's got some like magical stuff coming off the yeah, side of it, like burning hellfire. Yeah. I mean, it's well, awesome. Well. <laughs> 
um, purified traitors. <laughs> but um, there are some new rules that have been released. Uh, just previews, of course. Um, we cannot, we can't possibly go over each and every single one of them. Nope. But we're going to talk about one. Uh, Seth, I'm going to choose the Daka Daka rule. I'm very okay. interested in this. What, what do you think, Seth? Why don't you give us the uh, the Daka Daka rule in like one sentence? Uh, essentially, it's it's the. Before it used to be if you rolled a six to hit, you get to roll another die for another attack. Now it seems to be an entire new weapon type, uh, similar to like rapid fire or assault. Um, so it has two two shots. So for instance, a shoot is is Eka three two. So when you're within half range, it's the three shots. When you're over half range, it's the two shots. The one thing they haven't answered, and that's the one thing that's going to be really important, is how does these this profile function in terms of advancing and char- and shooting? Yeah, so because it's not it, listed as an assault weapon anymore, right. right? It's listed as a DACA weapon. And and so the the core rule book says you can only fire assault weapons when you advance. So uh, as as it stands right now, you would not be able to advance and shoot that. But um, they might, you know, it's very easy for them to stick a line in the York Codex. It says treat DACA weapons as if assault for the purposes of being able to shoot after making an advanced move. So they have um, to. They might also do something like you, you have to, I don't know, pay a CP for a strat or something that makes yeah, your DACA weapon no, an assault no, weapon or something. Be a, a strat that says yeah. turn your, your DACA weapon into an assault weapon with the top number of shots. You know, that's totally yeah. I mean, possible. So. Orcs, of course, are going to be advancing and charging. You know, like that's just oh, yeah. part of their rules. And so they have to be able to have assault weapons, right? Like that's required. Um, sure. Well, on top of that, Shelby, have you seen the new uh, Krieg kill team yet? Come on, right? You've seen those. I mean, you know this is coming. They're just like people, right? They're just like humans. <laughs> no, there's so much more than that. Sorry, there's I have to bring some uh, some super not excitement to the to the <sighs> podcast. Just kidding. They look they look really cool, and and like I am super excited for the kill team box. You know, we got new commandos, new Creed guys. Uh, it's super cool. I I do think it's interesting that we've got some previously Forge World models coming out into a kill team box. That's neat. And I don't know what that means. <laughs> so, so I have zero like knowledge on this, but I'm putting money on it that they're going to probably turn a lot of the Forge World stuff into plastic and maybe we'll have Deathcore Krieg plastic tanks and and of course the Death Riders, right? Like you have to have Deathcore Riders. Like that's that's so important. Um, did you guys catch the little like uh, Warhammer community article that had a Deathcore Krieg sniper variant? So they showed like one of the weapon alternate uh, weapons that you can give this new kit and it was a sniper rifle and I was so pumped because initially they didn't show a single model with a sniper rifle but the trailer had a sniper and I'm like what how can you have the kit but not have a sniper rifle well it looks like there is going to be a sniper rifle in the kit I don't know I'm yeah. I'm, I'm excited about I'm that. excited on your behalf That's okay thank I'm you for. and potential horses in the future and potential horses. Horses. whatever army has horses kicker is in yeah I'm all about um, the cavalry all about the cavalry he, he wants some of them squig hog riders you know dude that's all I want is just the squig hog riders and and that new like uh HQ choice the one of the white squig I mean Jeez. A great white squig. Great. Yeah. White Sorry, squig. I'm going to share this joke and it might be a little off color. Right, right, but I, 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 oh, God. The, the great white squig, I feel like, is just a description for like overweight, poorly tanned gamers. <laughs> but anytime someone says great white squig, like, that's. You're looking a little green right now, buddy. Are you? I am. It's, it's the org energy. It is just infused oh, into me. Well, if you are uh, you driving to if you're driving to work, we do do a live stream every Wednesday, and you can partake and watch our wonderful uh, host Seth become a green orc, and randomly. our wonderful producer make these weird things happen. <laughs> Kicker, why don't you take us into the FLG company news? All right, guys. So nothing too exciting, except we do have a brand new mat. Yay, new mat. This Yay. is a summit, so it's like we have you know desert, we have beaches, we have you know uh, plains and 
dry scrublands and Mars, and now we finally have a mountain summit. So, so that's an exciting new mat that usually is going uh, that's on sale for twenty percent off, and that sale usually lasts two weeks. Um, check it out on the website. But moving right along, I'm sure you guys have seen on our community page the new FLG ITC terrain guidelines. These are going to be in use at uh, the Lone Star Open. Prior to each game, players will use a total of 10 minutes of the time uh, off the clock to settle pre-game actions and adjust the terrain as needed. Terrain will use keywords, and we are um, providing these keywords. They're shown on the images on the packet. And if you look above me, you can see some of the uh, the, the photos right there um, of the of the layouts. We'll have three also layouts. Yeah. Let me hop in. Yeah, uh, one thing I know that people have been missing is pay attention to the train that has asterisks because as kicker goes through, that will become important. So remember, asterisks yes. is important as well as numbers. Numbers are your keywords. Yeah. So by if you're looking at the if the photos on the packet, you'll see you know a, a map and you'll see a bunch of different pieces of terrain and you have numbers by them and some of them have asterisks. Um, the the numbers uh, basically are referencing the keywords that we're recommending those pieces of terrain be used. Um, so for Lone Star Open, we have three layouts. Uh, of course, different events will have three other layouts. Uh, we might have more. We might have five or six at uh, LVO. Uh, the terrain is uh, divided as um, the terrain is divided uh, along the center line of the deployment map. Uh, so just look at the, the photos. You'll see it. It's pretty clear. There's a, there's a line that goes right down the side, uh, down in the center. The defender chooses their table side and then players separate the terrain as shown and the images above. Uh, starting with the defender, players alternate placing one piece of terrain from their half of the terrain in, the t in their table half at a time until all terrain has been placed. All the train pieces must be placed. You can't like try and hide one under the table. You got to use all the train we're giving you. Uh, terrain must be at least four inches from a table edge or another piece of terrain. But pieces of terrain that have the asterisk, so some of these are bigger pieces of terrain, they have to be uh, placed at least six inches from a table edge or another piece of terrain. If you check out the packet, you'll see all this information in there. You'll see all the keywords as defined. Um, it's you know it's 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 pretty clear. Of course, you can always ask us or the TO or hit us up on the community page for you know some more I guess elaborate. Um, you know, question. If you have an elaborate question, that needs to be answered. But anyway, uh, check out the packet. It's it's all there. Um, anyway, guys, I really want you guys to understand that it's important that FLG is listening to the feedback, and we're trying our best to utilize the massive terrain collection that we have made over like I think it's ten years that we've been making this stuff, and, and we want to make this terrain that we have fit in the unique uh, situation that ninth edition has presented us with now, the, the rules kind of change from edition to edition and so ninth edition we, you know we've got a new set of rules and we're trying to make our terrain fit within those after the lone star open we can pivot and adjust the guidelines if necessary we want everyone to have a good time and uh, have the most you know balanced terrain as possible but also make it fun and, and easy to use so um guys what do you think seth i mean is it, do you think this is going to impact your your list building or have you really considered a terrain i've um and Shelby, I don't know how much you you've played in the new Warzone stuff, but um, player place terrain has been really common here in the Southeast with the Warzone format. So, I think I'm I know a lot of folks are real negative on player place terrain, um, but I think it's it's a skill like anything else in in competitive play, and you just need to take a little time to get used to it, um, and it can it can be fine. I I personally like um, the the gap between the terrain being four to six inches, yeah, um, because that. that uh, I've played in some versions where the gap is three inches and that can really bottleneck vehicle armies, which is typically what I like to run. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm very intrigued and I want to get the terrain on the table and play with it. I um, I think I have like half of an orc set. I probably should just eventually bite the bullet <laughs> and buy more FLG terrain. Um, 
this the spacing thing was a, a thing we really discussed we were like yeah. do we put that into effect and we we had to because there's going to be yeah. too many guys that are going to weaponize the terrain to create total roadblocks yeah. for, yeah. for night or make so, just yeah. giant walls of yeah. of yeah. obscuring line of sight with little gaps in between them so I, I really do like that there there is some some thought taken to what large pieces should be six inches away and what yeah. small pieces can be four inches away yeah. um, um I so have a good I, question because yeah, i haven't sure. read the packet can you put them on objectives i'm assuming no uh, no, no, no. Yeah. Same, same kind Just of concept. Yeah, no, no. Objectives cannot be yeah. placed on the terrain. But with that, and you'll know, you'll know what mission you're playing, so you'll know yeah. where the objectives right. are. Exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah. And everyone's using those, you know, those objective markers that are like four inches big. They're the forty the millimeter. Ones. You know, the neoprene ones, yeah. The, the neoprene ones. So obviously, the neoprene can be in the objective uh, in the terrain, but, but obviously that. not the but center. Not the forty mil center. Forty mil. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, you know, Shelby, have you ever done player place terrain? Do you like it? What, do you, what are your thoughts? Yeah. So the war zone, uh, a couple of the war zone stuff that we tournaments that we went to in the past, you know, six, seven months or so, some of the smaller ones, um, yeah. we tried it and I, I find that I, it's, it's an added layer of strategy that I just am not good at. Yeah. Uh, so like I, if it's, it's possible that, you know, you'll just wind up creating a symmetrical table with your opponent being like, yeah, this looks fine. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. cool. Um, but I just am generally Really, like I know that if if you're good at it, you're supposed to take uh, take into account like where to place the terrain and do it carefully. But most of the time, I don't. Yeah. Uh, so I personally not a huge fan just because I don't think very hard. About <laughs> and I, and I, think, I think the difference, <laughs> but I understand for sure yeah. why you would use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shelby, I think the difference specifically between the system FLGs outlined here and what uh, Warzone does is you're restricted to placing the terrain in your half of the table when you know what your deployment exactly. zone is. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Whereas, okay. whereas Warzone, you could put the terrain anywhere on Whatever. the table before you knew what deployment zones were. So it's a, it's a lot really harder a lot to better. do yourself, if that makes sense. You're absolutely it's very, right. It's, it's, it's very, obviously, it's impossible to affect the other half of the table, but it's, it's yeah. very hard to screw yourself. You know, if you need obscuring to hide something, you can... I'm putting it down. I know how I want to deploy in this deployment zone. I've got this piece. So um, I think it at least helps you in that aspect. Yeah. Quinn makes a good point, And that is that this actually allows you to use a fortification, whereas previously yes. other versions of player place terrain, it, it essentially becomes impossible in some exactly, cases. Exactly. Uh, so that's pretty cool. I like that we're adding that or no. you're adding that. KR Quinn is 100% correct. I mean, you know, that, so there's a, there's a lot of strategy involved, it, but we're going to test it out, see what people think. Yeah. I personally am a lazy sack of shit. I don't want to place terrain. I want to show up to a table and just sit my ass down and start rolling dice. So I was not very this excited. This Nick. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I... I think folks give it a try and and don't don't jump to conclusions. Give it a try. Give it a few reps. Get used to it. And then, I mean, kicker is there a place they can leave feedback? Yeah, I mean, obviously the community page. You can email me. You, you can email anyone at Frontline Gaming, and they'll just forward it to me or or, or Reese or Frankie, depending on the topic. But yeah, we really thing. do want feedback. Come up to us at the registration booth. We'll be there all weekend long and tell us what you think after your first few rounds. Like, hey, I like it. I love it. Or I hate it. You know, uh, this is you, you know Frontline Gaming. We're all just a bunch of you know, giant 40k geeks, and we want to make the best possible tournament, you know, that we can. So after Lone Star Open, we have a uh, SoCal, and we can totally adjust as needed. We actually have LV teams, but uh, yeah, we can adjust as needed for those. Um, guys, speaking, speaking of, of events, yes, uh, SoCal Express pass tickets uh, holders have all been emailed. So check your email box if you want to go to SoCal and use your Express Pass. Please reply by Friday because uh, tickets will be going on sale to the public very, very soon. Um, <laughs> 
moving on to Lone Star Open. Guys, we are very excited to announce that Frontline Gaming will be having our Bloody Corn Happy Hour for you to kick off your tournament in the best possible way. Basically on Friday and Saturday between 8 and 10 a.m. in the hall right there, there's going to be really nice discounted Bloody Mary drinks. Uh, you know, nice, fancy, professionally made. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's what better way can you imagine to start your, your 40K tournament with a, with, without a, with a Bloody Mary in your hand, right? For any of you to know really quickly that I've never regretted so much not uh, choosing to go to a tournament because Bloody Mary is probably my favorite beverage uh, <laughs> right behind or in front of a Moscow mule, depending on the day. So like I was, um, I am so glad for you and everybody so, else. So the next time you need to convince her, just tell her how good the Bloody Marys yeah, are. The Bloody place. Marys are great. Yeah, I mean, the, this uh, this hotel, I've been working with the with with the chef there, and I'm really excited. The, they're 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 gonna hopefully pour pretty heavy with it with the rum. Like, long story short, Bloody Marys are gonna be great. Um, we're also going to have, uh, let me just double check the price real fast. Yes, we are going to have our bucket of beers there. This is another Frontline Gaming specialty. Six beers for $25. They come in a nice little cooler thing to keep it nice and cold so that you you and your opponent can enjoy your round thoroughly. Oh, my God. Uh, everybody's going to be that, so toasted. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. So... Yes. Uh, okay, like a beer an hour isn't, isn't horrible, but like... <laughs> I know a lot of guys that are going to get more than one bucket around. Well, I mean, we might have to limit people to to one bucket per round or something because yeah. it's a it's a pretty good deal. Um, I'm not sure one what bucket for you, one bucket for your opponent. Go. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so there'll be bloody marys in the morning. Start your game off strong, and then uh, buckets of beer throughout the rest of the day until they sell out. I um, and then of course there'll be an open bar for all sorts of other drinks as well, and then a full concession stand with you know your, your stereotypical hamburgers, hot dogs, nachos. And I've arranged them to have a nice, uh, a, a, like a box lunch kind of op um, offering for a very affordable price that you can also grab and go. Um, nice. So yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be a nice event. You'll have all the food and drink options you could want. Uh, so Seth, Shelby, I'm sorry you guys won't be there, but I know our, our producer will be there. So yay, Richard, I'll see you there. And of course, uh, Val. Um, I'll be there digitally. I think I'm <laughs> table bossing that weekend. Oh, you are? Are you going to really table boss? Yeah. Oh, sweet. sweet. That's sweet. exciting. Build new orc models, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully have my new orc models to build and then table boss. Nice, there, nice. So they're, hey, they're there. Well, Shelby, what's happening in the FLGN news? Absolutely nothing. News. Moving on. <laughs> nothing, nothing. I'm just kidding, obviously. Okay, so uh, Grim After Dark last night, was it last night? They actually did an yeah. interview with John Lennon himself. Um, I actually have not listened to it to figure out what they're talking about. I'm assuming they're talking about the fact that John like never loses and is playing Ultramarines. Yeah, they're they're again. learning the power of the boy king. Uh, right, the boy king one day. Is that what they're calling him? Yeah, he's like 24. That, I mean, I can change his nah. name and registration. I'm uh -huh. going to do that. I'm going to put. It, I'm going to change his name officially uh, in our in our to software. the boy king. Yeah, oh, don't course. do that to him. <laughs> don't do that to the poor lad. Um, so yeah, uh, check that out. I I don't know if they if they like pick his brain for some insider tips and tricks or what. But either way, you can go watch uh, John Lennon be interviewed by Danny and John Quinnell, which I'm sure is a very great experience for him and not bad at all. <laughs> Probably <laughs> hilarious as well. That. Poor guy. Uh, geez. It's fine. I love you guys. Uh, also, last week's Thursday show, if you guys missed any of the news about um, the Mall on the Mall or the Show Show Me Showdown, show me showdown. Yeah. right? Show Me Showdown, they kind of give you some insight into the list that were taken, right? Not the results because it hadn't happened yet. But if you guys want to check it out just to see what sort of a meta was going into the tournaments this weekend, that would be a good place to listen in. Um, upcoming, maybe, question mark, fingers crossed, a return to... Perhaps a crappy version or a great version of 40K Stat Center. Could, Who yeah. knows? Last week we uh, interviewed Val and he was remarkably surprised at the concept that he could just uh, 
you know, make a shittier version of the show uh, <laughs> and let it happen. And and so I don't know if that's what he's going for or what. Um, this upcoming Thursday, i.e. Uh, tomorrow, um, you can probably tune into the Thursday show. I imagine they'll be covering the Gibraltar major where is um, that is that a city a it is country? in gibraltar okay which right. is a british thing like, it's someone it's one of them it's one it's of them in, places it's in the south of spain but it's a british territory it's, it's weird i don't it's a place i, I don't believe uh, but either way it. it looks really cool um <laughs> it looks like a super fun time um so so tune in Learn some more about Gibraltar and some of the lists that people are going to take there. Uh, next Tuesday, you guys can tune in on the 27th for Grim After Dark to be interviewing Colin Sherman, who is going to be plugging and talking to you guys about Charity Hammer, which is pretty fantastic. Uh, Charity Hammer is an upcoming event, which is the weekend of what, Seth? August 5th through 8th. You can find all the information at charityhammer.com. Sick, yes. Uh, and you'll find all the info you want there. It's a great cause. It's super cool. People play 40K for you know, 72 hours straight. Yeah. Right now I, um, I think there was a scheduling, uh, we'll call it snafu. And right now I'm scheduled to play at, uh, I'm playing like in the afternoon on Thursday and then I'm playing th like midnight Friday to 3am Friday against Danny <laughs> in our grudge match, which is also the first round of our GT match against each other. And then I'm scheduled to play 6am in the orc tournament so I have a three-hour gap between games, dude. Like, how do you pull these? This like the Take shittiest. Shit. I, like, I have hell, specifically man? requested like, a six-hour like, gap. I have been promised by Colin <laughs> that that will be fixed, but it has not been fixed yet. <laughs> They're like, we'll just give the southerner the really crappy time slots. I mean, yeah. Danny and I do have a theory that playing at night will be better because it'll be cooler. Okay. Oh, and we're oh, worried about being hot. Too hot oh. for the stream, and you don't want us taking our clothes off because we'll do Sorry. it. Uh, quick, quick correction, real quick. John corrected me in the in the uh, chat. I'm assuming he means Tuesday the 20th, and not Thursday the 20th. Silly John. They're actually going to be interviewing Peter the Falcon. Yes, um, and so the, that should be fun. Is is uh, Colin? Um, yeah. I, I, I do want to defend uh, El Jefe, our our great and fearless leader. Um, there was a I, there he was hates a lot when of work. that you know that right, and that's why I'm doing it. Um, <laughs> okay. There's there's a lot of people that put a lot of work into collecting materials for uh, Stat Center uh, this week. Um, it just didn't end up happening because uh, the the Falcon himself uh, fell ill. So. Um, and, but, and that's it, but it's they're they're working. I promise you, they're trying. Uh, El Jefe is cracking the whip at all of us. Oh dear. Um, I was collecting interviews this weekend. You know, it's everyone's doing their part, collecting materials for him. So, but, but uh, Seth, you bring up a really good point, though. There's a whole like family now of, of oh yeah of people helping. Uh, Val like thirty five or forty people. Yeah, just with Stat Center. It's a forty person job for Stat Center. Definitely nothing else. Uh, they are just <laughs> here for the one show. I mean, they they love Val. It is and Peter, and it's it's beautiful. It's it really is beautiful. A huge group of guys uh, that are all across the world just trying to collect you know data so this podcast is happening i promise it's going to happen soon and it's going to blow your socks off i don't think they're going to do just a shittier version of stat center but but they could and it'll still be amazing so so that's that's all right yeah shelby you want to bring us into the table talk talk yeah i guess so uh so really uh david uh asks if we see the chat over at youtube i i do um but i don't think it's getting re 
I don't think his comments getting sent to the YouTube chat. So if, if you're if you're saying something in YouTube, David, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm seeing some YouTube comments, so I I see everything. <laughs> we see everything, but I don't think Facebook talks to All YouTube right, and YouTube on. talks to yes. Facebook. Uh, but yeah, I just want to reiterate, thank you to everybody, uh, guys, gals, whatever they, everybody who is uh, contributing to the amazingness yes, uh, that is, is currently FLGN. Like seriously, all y'all came out of the woodwork. I look forward to meeting some of you, um, if not all of you. Anyways, so I know that uh, Kicker, uh, you know, alluded to some orcs stuff that's happening, I guess. Uh, I, I don't know. It's it's apparently a thing, like a box is coming mm -hmm. out and there's some cool stuff. Okay. Anyways, we know that you've seen it. We know that you've heard about it. Mm -hmm. We know that you're looking forward to it. We also okay. know that it's probably going to be on like every single podcast for like the next week and a half or so. So bear with us here. I'm not going to go into rule speculation, really. Neither of us is going to. I am. I look like a, 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 a CRTV. You've gone ghosty. I don't know what's wrong with me right now. Don't don't mind me, guys. Um, the great white is eating your bandwidth. <laughs> it seriously has. Darn you, the great white squig. Um, so anyways, we're not really going to do a rules discussion so much as we're just really curious about the format of the release of these guys. Um, because I find it not necessarily bad, but definitely different and kind of strange. Um, we've been looking forward to this, even me, because I love seeing the new sculpts that come out. Like some of these, I like to buy models just because I think they look cool and paint them up poorly. That's what I do. Um, and even some of these models, I am super, super excited just to see them released. So I was looking forward to it myself. And obviously people like Seth, who have been really, really excited about kind yeah. of a, a, a rework redux of some beautiful orcs. Um, I, how, how do I, how do I put this? The Be ones honest. that like... No, no, it's it's just weird, right? The way they're doing this and kind of inconvenient. Yeah. And when I mean kind of, I mean, it's quite inconvenient. <laughs> and I love the models in it. I think it's a, probably a very great value box, right? Like, so we have Kill Team coming out that has commandos and some and some Krieg folks. Um, with This box that's coming out, the Beast Snaga box has the full codex, data cards. I think like 10... 20, 20. 20, 20 miniatures. 20 yeah. of the little... Uh, Beast like, Yeah, is, yeah. That, is that what 20, the name 20 of the, the, the infantry... Yeah. Uh, you've got three of the riders, you've got the Nob. characters, and you've got a bomb squig. Um, Not so this got guy. This guy isn't in there. Yeah, that's kill rig. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, these sculpts are freaking absolutely gorgeous. Um, that being said, really quickly, I would just like to bring your attention to something that has been near and dear to my heart for the last, like, hour or so. Uh, and that is, look at these poor squigs. Look at them. <laughs> Do you not see the metal? <laughs> That has been screwed into their bodies, the bombs <laughs> attached to their faces. What sort of treatment in life do these squigs live? Are these poor guys, PETA? I would like to call I would like to call right now for some sort of 40k version of PETA, and we need to fight for squig rights, guys. We need to stand up and speak out for these poor abused squigs, because squigs are people too. Are okay. they? No, no, they're not. They're food, Shelby. They're food. <laughs> they're actually squigs. Like are they they're, they're actual food for the orcs, is what they are. Okay. That doesn't make it any better, all right? I'm sure they have feeling and pain that, receptors. That, that squig that is pulling that kill rig, he's having fun. There are squigs that are food. There are squigs that are ammo. That <laughs> one at least has, you know, some activity in his life besides getting shoved into a gun or shoved into an orc's mouth. Okay. Well, I guess, Seth, you've convinced me this is fine. Treat the squigs however they want. My uh, my my hour of being upset about the treatment of squigs in the 40k universe in a completely fictional land is now over and All complete. Right. Moving on to the actual discussion of this stuff. Um, so 
this box. I'm super excited yeah. about it. it. Has the codex in it. Has right. the data cards in it. But like Ticker mentioned earlier, there's only roughly like I think four four, four copies four per store. Getting yeah. yeah, getting allocated to each store, and that's I mean, I don't know much about your community of 40k players, but I know there are a lot of people who are excited about orcs and looking to get into it, and a lot of orcs players who are looking to grab this box, if not multiple boxes. It's also just a great value too, right? Think yeah. about it. The codex, all the models for $200? like. But that raises a, a good point because we don't know what the value is going to be, right? Like I know that there is literal value in it, but we don't know how much a box of 10 uh, B-Snags is going to be, or these HQs or anything, because they're not. we don't know when they're going to get released separately. And that's, that's kind of the discussion I wanted to have with you guys because this is exactly how the Sisters of Battle were kind of released into the world and while I'm really excited to have these models and this codex I'm more I'm not I'm trying I'm not trying to be critical I'm just curious right like I I this is pure speculation on my part and maybe next week GW is like okay here's the boxes of Beast Nagas here's the new HQs and the super awesome stuff that we just announced and uh, you're good to go right like yeah. maybe that's the case but I'm also that's not how it went with Sisters right like it was a while before the codex came yeah, out separately yeah, yeah. um and, so and we, yeah what do you guys a recent case study right a, a recent example was the uh the, the Farah nexus what is it the prior nexus box that was a kill yeah, team box prior yeah, nexus that came out yeah, it was the only way you can get heavy intercessors right and you had to wait i think was it four or five yeah. months before you could get the standalone kit time. And uh, first of all, that box sold out and, you know, everyone wanted those damn heaviest intercessors um, that left a lot of field badsies, right? Like you want these models, but you can only get these models if you have to buy a whole kill team box and you might not even play kill team, but you want those models. That's that's a little rough. Um, yeah. And I'm worried that you're going to get some backlash with the same beast naga box. People might just want the codex. They might already have a fully functional orc army and they just want the codex and they're going to have to get the whole box to get the codex. Wit two For three now. just yeah. points out there's like an, an obliterator's plastic kit that still hasn't come out that was in a combo box. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. even remember what box that is, Wit, but good call on that. Like yeah. finding um, obliterators right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, I feel like possible. I feel like this box set um, is in a dream world was supposed to be released alongside the rest of the release. Yeah, because that just makes sense. It's like okay, you know, we're dropping the the, the book. And all the stuff, but if you just want to get the limited edition and you want to, you know, dive on this box, do it. So it does feel odd that it's coming out um, on its own. Um, I I have had an unreasonable amount of of hobby stress um, trying to make sure I can get myself one of these boxes because obviously, <laughs> like I play orcs, I would like them. I run an orc YouTube channel, so I would like to be able to cover the content. And I'm going to charity hammer where I'm supposed to play orcs competitively, and I have three days from when this box releases to submit my list. So. I'm I'm really yeah I'm scrambling too trying to find these boxes, folks. Um, GW is directly responsible for raising your blood pressure. <laughs> I was going to say I had hair before this started, then my hair squid yeah. died. I, I'm um, kind of with Kr yeah. Quinn again. Like I I know that it feels like in a, in an ideal world they would have been able to release it alongside stuff, but like they have done it before, and I think they've done it pretty intentionally before. I'm I think it's calculated, and and like again, it's building hype for orcs, right? I am sure that that's the case, and I'm. I think it's really, really cool. I just wonder how long we're going to have to wait. And that's pretty much it. The models yeah. themselves, and, again, and gorgeous. I'm sure the codex is going to knock it out of the park. Um, let, me, let me just throw this out there in GW's defense. they yeah. With the release of this box, right, when they announced this box, they did say all the minis in this box will be in a standalone kit 
following yeah. shortly after. So at least it's right. not like Curse City, right? We all remember Curse City that came yeah. and went, and you can't get those minis anymore. They're gone. Like good luck. Um, so at least there's hope that if you don't get it this Saturday, you don't pre-order it this Saturday, that hopefully in the not so distant future you still can get those minis. Um, but just, I, I mean, if you're as as impatient as me, you don't want to wait an extra day. So yeah, they've um, been picking up speed pretty dramatically with like. Yeah. Things being pre-ordered, things coming out. Things being yeah. pre-ordered, things coming out. So I think now that Age of Sigmar's third edition has come out and the rules are all settled and they've released like a few new things for for Age of Sigmar, they'll probably hopefully like churn out some of these new orc models and and the codex by itself. For sure. Shelby, do we have any other comments uh, in the chat asking or talking about this beast naga box and their thoughts? I mean, are people angry? Um, I don't think anybody is like really. I don't. I'm not seeing anybody super upset about it necessarily. Okay. Mostly yeah, just, just check back with me after the release and see. If I'm, <laughs> yeah. I think I think the biggest the biggest critique isn't necessarily that the codex is only found in this box so far, but that the box itself is in a limited release yeah. to only four store. Right? Like if it was widely available in stores and stores could order as many as the players needed, I think that would be different. Um, so I, I I hope that this is just kind of like an initial run and stores will get plenty more in the near future. Awesome. Um, Skyler yeah. says that he is going to take your orc box and keep it. Kicker. Oh. So sorry. <laughs> People are just you mean me. Jeez. Yeah. We well, let, let's hop into the competitive news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've gone yeah. a little long. So let's sorry, see if we can get this back on the, on the road. Um, so in case anyone was uh, under a rock this past weekend, uh, AdMech uh, dominated this past weekend. Um, this was like their, their full, glorious return to the competitive scene. Um, AdMech won three of the five GT-level events uh, that the, actually AdMech were at. I'm not counting Dice Hammer uh, that occurred in California because they had no AdMech in attendance. Um, and there were two majors, uh, and both were won by AdMech. Um, the Warzone Charizard, um, now that it's uh, reached its final form, um, gave them more rules for the Skatari, um, which are already what most folks are running. Um, so this is very likely reaching a level of a broken codex that's going to need an FAQ adjustment, whether that's points or reduction of, of rules uh, crossover. Um, so the question I kind of wanted to pose to, to you guys, um, when you have an army like this that's, that's hitting 70 plus percent win rates, that's taking out... You know, at this point, you know, five of the, the seven GT or major level events in a single weekend. Um, should we consider banning the supplement um, that's adding more rules? Because all of those games were without the supplement that gives them even more rules. Um, and if 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 this is going to be the, the big boogeyman in the meta for a while, what do you do to have fun in the meta where there's a dominant force like this? Well, I mean, okay, so we don't want to just step in, you know, Frontline Gaming doesn't want to step in and start changing the rules because we really want to give GW an opportunity to, to do that first. And yeah. it seems like GW's been rarely, not as responsive as we'd all like, but they have been pretty quick to update and adjust as needed. And we all have to remember that there's a bunch of codexes coming out, right? I mean, yeah, I know it sucks if you're still using an 8th edition codex, but all these codexes are, are pretty powerful. I mean, Drukari is really still very powerful. Admech is still very powerful. How, how powerful is Orcs going to be? Like, we, we don't know. So eventually they'll all be super powerful. Orcs is that a good are thing perfectly fine. Orcs are perfectly fine? What, what do you think, Shelby? I mean, do you think that somebody needs to intervene here and say no supplements allowed or, or something to that I extent? I think that's like, honestly, you just uttering that sentence gives me kind of like a cringy feeling. I can't imagine just being like, let's, uh, let's not use this entire book, shall we? Yeah. I like, I, I, I agree with, with what you're saying, Kicker, like either we should let GW step in or like, 
judges at, at tournaments can figure out if there's something in particular they think is especially broken and organize that themselves. Banning an entire supplement is a pretty big step, pretty like kind of crossing a boundary. Yeah. And it, it gets, it gets really messy and complicated, right? Cause then you're, you know, there, there's players that want to use it, right? I mean, at the end of the day, it's the individual TO's decision, right? They can do whatever they want for their event. But I think on, uh, for most of the major events, they're not going to be banning anything at this point or, or preventing anything that happens. Uh, GW, like I said, has been responsive. So we hope that they jump in quickly and, and adjust things as needed. If it's a points, I don't know if it's a points thing they need to change. Um, I think, or maybe I think you rule. could fix it with, with trying to up the points. Um, yeah. If you, I mean, if right now, what a Skatari model is like 12. model is eight points right now, but yeah. in and the so new you, supplement, they go up to 10 points. And, but I mean, like if, yes, they have incredible buffs, but if you like, if you hit them with the nerf bat and said, these guys are 15 or 17 points a model, like. Yeah, you're useless, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're not useless. They're still just as good, but you just don't get as much other stuff. And that's the thing with those lists is they just have, these these units that you have to invest your entire army into killing twenty Skatari, and then they're like, "Cool, I have sixty more plus three units of infiltrators plus some chicken walkers with las cannons." And you're like, "Jesus, you know." So, <laughs> points are a way to adjust this. It's not. It doesn't feel good, but I think it's probably the easiest solution. For um, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Seth, who's anyway. winning? Yes, yeah. yes, who's <laughs> winning? Back to the winning life. Talk. Um, so in the uh, 40k competitive track, uh, our number five this week, there hasn't been much movement. It's James Kelling. Number four, Mark Hurdle. Um, expect, again, like I said, Mark's going to move up. He's an admec boy. Uh, number three, Brad Chester. Uh, I have to clarify, Brad Chester is technically not buying and commissioning an orc army. He's borrowing PJ Pajama Pants' orc army. So that totally... That's different. It's the same. Okay. It's the same. He's in an orc army. Sure. Um, number two is the uh, child king himself, the boy child king, uh, boy John Lennon. <laughs> and uh, number king. one, number one is forty k Jesus, Sean Naden. Um, so uh, into our hobby track, we've got number five, Rick Hill. Uh, number four is Marshall Peterson. Number three, Noah Bedham. Number two, JT Steger, and number one, Lee Harris. And if Ooh. our lovely producer uh, Richard. Had, he says we're going to do it after, so you're just going to wait a second. It's going to be a surprise. Um, for the AOS stuff, we've got uh, number five. Uh, we have, I don't think we've seen any movement here either. Daniel Vasquez, number five. Number four is uh, Noah Aquino. Number three, Matt Abbott. Number two, Ramon Silva. Number one, Anthony Tretinelli. I'm I'm hoping to see. Oh, it's changed. Damn you, damn you. ITC <gasps> rankings changing uh, on me last minute. Wait, I make wait, the notes is there on a Tuesday. Track change. Is there? Let's go look. I'm going to read oh, it live. Wait. Let's do it live. Is this the hobby track? Nope. Nope. No change in the hobby track. It's the same. <laughs> it doesn't change. It doesn't change. Number four, Ramon Silva. Number three, Greg Pacheco. Number two, Matt Abbott. And number one, Scott Reed. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see some movement in these charts with, with AOS 3 kicking off. I know Lone Star Open's running AOS 3. Yes. So I'm excited to see some movement in these charts going forward. Uh, do we get those uh, beautiful, sexy photos? There we we do. We Ooh. do. So this is Lee Harris's Knight's Army. He's currently number one in the ITC Hobby Trek. I have had the pl pleasure of playing against these these beautiful, beautiful knights. <laughs> um, you'll note kind of in the bottom of this picture, it says Battleboard Studios, uh, Lee Harris. And then he's titled this board Heavy Metal. Lee Harris literally runs a studio where he he builds Battleboards, uh, display boards. Um, so you can check him out on his Facebook page. It's Battleboard Studios. Um, but what? this is his Knight Army. He's got a little like elevator bringing the Knight Majera. Is it a 
lit up battle yep, board? It's, it's lit up battle board. He's got Jeez. he's got little elevators that bring up all the little knights. Like he's, <laughs> he goes all out, man. These will look really cool. So um, it was really fun to play against. I've, he's done other battle boards for other folks. Um, that's kind of his his little side project he does. Um, so if you ever want to, you know, get a cool looking board and don't have the technique yourself. I mean, yeah, look at that one, kicker. You got him in the background there. That's insane. Backup, but yeah. So it it just really it really makes those armies pop. Look, there's a little there's a little target carnifex. Oh my god! That's gosh. amazing. I need that. Little details just on the battle. I mean, obviously yeah. the minis are gorgeous. Yeah, and right? you got like a little broken armor plates from the shoulders of the armagers and stuff. Chasing it down yeah. from the ceiling, like this yeah. is just like it tells it tells insane. the story. Look, there's a crushed nid. He's wow. smashing a nid. Yeah, I mean, he put a lot of detail into <sighs> these, so it really it really just makes the army come to life, um, and it just makes those that that much more exciting when you roll up like cause you roll up to a game when you see a, t- a guy like this at your table you're like oh man what's going on here like you're just excited to play Dude, this it kind sets of stuff. the mood right like you, uh, you know just gets you ready for it uh yeah. seth shelby do you guys have battle boards or like some sort of you know display board does my uh does my like what does does my like plastic container count no it doesn't <laughs> i've i've made a few um, but nothing to this level. I've, I've made yeah. them just kind of basic, maybe, you know, a plastic tile and slap a, you know, a terrain kit or two on it. Um, nothing this fancy. Cool. Um, nothing, nothing this is detailed. Obviously, no lights. Uh, <laughs> You're no, not an electrician, damn it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. All right. So um, now that we're out of that, let's get into our rapid fire questions and then right. let's wrap this bad boy up. Are you guys ready to begin? Yeah, we got five let's minutes go on the five clock. Minutes. Yep. All right. Here we go. Oh, crap. I lost everything. Boom. There we go. Uh, oh, yes. Okay, good. All right. So, uh, ready, Shelby? Yeah, uh, let's go. John, uh, a mysterious John in Anchorage uh, mm-hmm. asks, mm-hmm. why are you this way? <laughs> it's a, that's a great question, John. Um, you see, I I have no idea. It's probably the trauma. It's probably the trauma. <laughs> Can no. I say that on radio? I don't yeah, you can say whatever you want. You're playing yeah. the character of Shelby. Yeah, of yeah, course. It's my it's my persona. And John's Thanks, John. jealous of your amazing Hawaiian shirt, by the way, which is yeah, far he got, superior than he, any shirt he got. He got yelled at, so he he didn't get to wear his Hawaiian shirt last night because apparently he, the ones he was trying to wear last night, the green was was conflicting with the green screen. <laughs> uh, and, and for those that aren't in the know, this this is John from Grim After the Dark, one yes, of our yes. uh, fellow network uh, comrades. Oh no, John says the question actually was, "How dare you?" Uh, so <laughs> quite easily, you? sir. Quite easily. Look at me go. Anyways, uh, kicker. Next up, we have Casey from Florida asking, when does FLG upload the roster to BCP for its events and are legends allowed? Okay, cool. So first question, yes, we always upload the roster to BCP typically two weeks before the Friday that the event kicks off. And as for legends, legends are not allowed at the 40K champs or HSMR champs at our events. Sorry. Um, yeah, wah, wah, wah. I am sorry, man. Uh, Seth, dude, um, uh, Al from Marksville asks, will I accrue ITC standing points for the games, oh, for the games workshop, uh, road shows? Oh, uh, he, yeah. W- w- what's going on with that? Seth? I, I reached out to the big cheese on that end. Uh, Mike Brandt this morning to confirm that yes, you will get ITC points. If you play in any of the GW Warhammer events, um, it is in their player packet if you missed it there, but I spoke to the man himself and he confirmed it. So you will get your points, Al. Yeah, and those are big events, so worth a lot of points. Yeah, I think they're they're going to be like two fifty ish. So yeah, major level events for the first uh, first for this year. Yep, uh, Shelby, I, you didn't have a question selected, so I selected one for you. Thank you. Uh, Kelsey <laughs> so from Hawaii asks, "Do you have any crazy traveling to forty k tournament stories?" 
Oh man, Kelsey. Uh, so first of all, Hey, you know, you're, you're around a lot and I appreciate you and your support. Um, I, I think honestly, all of the, all of the excitement of tournaments must get absorbed by all of my friends, uh, that I travel with because I'm pretty sure that I've had the most plain Jane normal tournament experiences of anybody I know, which on the one hand I'm grateful for. On the other hand, it means when you ask me questions like this on a live stream, I don't really have anything exciting to tell you. Aww. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's um, real boring, turns out. Oof, surprise. <laughs> um, Kicker, Chance from Mississippi asks, since Kicker cannot physically grow the Reese stash, could there be a stretch goal at Charity Hammer for Seth to bring it back to Signals for an episode? <laughs> I guess this is more of a Seth question. I mean, uh, I, I I think that is a fair request, though. I, I think right, Seth... Should, right should, now, the goal do is if they reach $20,000 in donations. $20,000? will get a bunch of people to shave their beards okay um could you grow don't, a nice that's the mustache though seth yeah we, we don't want to shave off the beard we want you to grow a really impressive reese style mustache for twenty five thousand, i will try it <laughs> i don't know if i can deliver it but i will try it there's your as personal as, live stretch yeah. goal guys so if, if, you, if we can get to twenty five thousand, twenty five thousand. Uh, yeah i will try my best we'll make it um, happen we'll make it happen uh, so, so, uh, an episode up after a charity hammer for to see your entire, you know, you know, handlebar mustache the works, uh, dude. Um, Brett, Seth, uh, Brett from Dallas asks, Wow, this is a long question. Okay. Uh, does the new warding for a sister's retributor squad with two cherubs allow it to refire two model weapons in the same shooting phase, or is that that or, or is it that it enables the unit to refire one model, one shooting phase, and then a second model in a second in a subsequent shooting phase, oh. as long as there are two cherubs on the board? Uh, wow. Right. Okay. Yeah. Go. Okay. This is right. I, I did. I did a lot of digging for you today. I talked to to a couple of different guys on the uh, FLG rules team, and I talked to uh, Nate. Uh, Goodfellow, the TO for Lone Star Moven, and literally minutes before the show, I, I double, triple, ultra checked with Nate, and uh, Nate's Nate's uh, ruling as of like an hour ago was you will be able to use both cherubs in the same shooting phase. Oh wow! Like that that was his ruling as of like literally before we went to air. I asked, "Is that your final ruling?" He said, "Yes." So that is that is the statement from from the TO himself. So that is how I would expect it to be played now. But that is a good question. There are some events that I could see ruling the other way. So that if you're, you know, if you're out in the in the, the land and you're playing other events, always just check with your TO to see how they're ruling that particular one. So, but always go with the TO says, guys. You know, and you guys can all go see the TO's responses to all these questions. They're posted on the on a link from the player packet where you can see all the responses to questions such as this. Well, that that is a well timed rapid fire segment. Good job, uh, everyone. Well done, everybody. Well done. Uh, so we do have precisely one question in the chat. Ooh. Uh, can you tell us a little bit, perhaps, about the Bloody Marys? At, I'm not just, I, this isn't my question, I promise. I didn't, I'm not just uh, living <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure she has a smart account called Nikki D. Williams. Tell <laughs> <laughs> me, uh, why I do you want to know about Bloody Marys? I guess, like, I mean, if I, as a Bloody Mary entrepreneur, are there going to be, what? you know, like little skewers of okra or like, <laughs> there, there will you know, be celery? Stuff? I can promise you celery. Oh, come on. Um, but like bacon? Have bacon <laughs> Bloody Mary? There will not be a bacon cheeseburger attached to this beverage. 
or, or show, there might be okra. I show be, up with like just like bacon cheeseburgers on skewers <laughs> just to sell them or in addition to the, the Bloody Marys. Yeah, just on so at the concession stand, there will be bacon cheeseburgers for sale. So you can buy a bacon cheeseburger and no. a Bloody Mary and combine the two and have your glorious over-the-top Bloody Mary. But at this point, we're just trying to make these more affordable Bloody Marys. So we decided not to go with uh, the over-the-top garnishes. I think that our player base will be very happy just to have an affordable drink at the event. Fine. I guess that's reasonable. <laughs> well, we've done all these polls and people always say, you know, like they want to save money. money. Can, so yeah. Um, I, that's totally fair. But if people really do request, you know, some sort of ridiculous garnish, we can make that happen for SoCal. So, so let's, let's talk. Uh, all right. Uh, I, I feel like if you're going to call it the corn bloody Mary, we got to get like a corn fritter on there. Right. <laughs> like put a, put like a, I don't know, something. Honestly, here. when you say like a bloody corn, I feel like <laughs> that is, like I ate Mexican food and I'm in the bathroom the next morning. I don't, okay, yep. Guys, it's been a great show. Let's wrap this up. That was excellent. <laughs> All right. Well, um, don't forget uh, Lone Star Open is next week. In fact, Kicker, you will be on site next week. Is that correct? Yes, I will be on site. I will get you some photos and, of the hall. And El uh, Jefe and our producer Richard will be on site. And, and yeah. this is going to be a streamed event. Is that correct? Yes. We will have the entire network team streaming uh, the top tables throughout the three days of the event. So you will be able to tune in and observe all the fun of the Lone Star Open. Uh, don't forget to check out the Thursday show uh, coming up this week. And then next week, check out uh, the whole cycle again. It just keeps on going. And maybe Stat Center will actually fire. I believe in you guys. I believe in you. Fingers crossed. Uh, fingers crossed. Any final thoughts before we send this one to bed? See you guys in Texas. Yeah, man. Oh, there were several requests, oh. Rich, for us to get a soundboard. Uh, just so you know, that's what the people want. People, yeah, want, the people want, want me to have a soundboard want. and they want me to have unreasonable abilities on it. I don't know about that. Uh, it's anyways. It never could um, be too much. It's perfect. Yeah, that's All my right. final thought. Love you guys. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, folks. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Signals from the Frontline. Have a great week and we'll see you next Wednesday. Good night, everybody. Bye.